Hello, hello. Hi. Give us a mic check there. Uh, check one, two. Hello. Hey, that works. we're on. Hey, everybody, pre-show. Do you want to do the mead or the portrait? Uh, portrait rocker than the mead. Okay. Hi. Nick's here. Hi, Nick. Hello. Jeff's here. Hi, Jeff. Hi. I am here. And, of course, I'm here. Because where from, would the show be without me? Came all the way from upstairs. It'd be a one-man show. <laughs> So who's a better dungeon master, Nick or the kid from Stranger Things? I haven't seen Stranger Things. Stranger- I just I just watched it this weekend. Okay, I oh, just watched sweet. all eight episodes this weekend. You'll love it. All right, it's really really. I mean, good. I just finished watching BoJack Horseman, so uh, I I have. Now. So who's a better dungeon master, you or um, what's his name? Well, that kid definitely. Or Spencer. Gets so excited, <laughs> Spencer. I just wish Spencer put more emotion into everything. His emotionless character ruins it for me a little bit. Mm. No, that I, uh, that kid was so excited. Did, did you read the stupid things on the blog about people complaining? Oh, they're breaking the rules. Oh, the D and D rules. They're not doing the D and D rules correctly. Yeah, like they're like it's the internet. They're neck beards sitting there yeah. stroking them. Yeah, no, they're not doing the rules correct. Oh no. Well, I mean, people can get mad at the, the little. They ruined yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Actually, no. no, they probably gave it a bump. No, I loved it because they made me think of when I was like younger playing it. Because I was playing, I started playing that game when I was like maybe nine. Mm-hmm. So it really made me think of like my friends and I always just fifteen-hour campaigns. Dude, we used, we did whole weekend campaigns <laughs> where we'd stay over one person's house, we'd wake up, we'd play, we'd play till three a.m., fall asleep, wake up, we'd continue where we left <laughs> off. How much of that was actually like time spent uh, playing? A lot of it, really, because we were kids too, so oh, we didn't yeah, have so. anything else to like really distract us then too. And I mean, I was still. I wasn't born, I was born of, like, I technically I am a millennial, but I was I was born in the 90s, but I still had the no cell phone thing and less of the distractions yeah, that right. I see more today playing with my groups. Yeah. That yeah. was annoying. It was that we were at um, Nick's house on uh, Friday uh, playing some games, and um, I forget his name. Uh... Jason or Brett. One was sitting next to me on the couch. Beard. Brett. Uh, he, we, we had him watch an episode of Rick and Morty, and for the first, like, four minutes, he was on his phone. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> he tried saying that Rick and Morty's like, oh, it's a stupid show. I, yeah. I don't like it. And it's like, well, he's like, I've never seen it. I just don't like it. And we're like, well, let's just watch an episode. And as soon as it's on, you see this on his wall. That's radio can't tell but i'm like staring at a phone staring at his lap and then the first commercial hits because i have hulu so there's commercials even though you pay for it and craig leans over and goes now you can text yeah this is when you should be texting kids yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> pull out your phone when you know people are showing you something and it's 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 oh he didn't even care to see it yeah i know but still yeah he's he's an odd guy People get distracted so easily yeah. anymore. So easily. I see it with the kids, right? And I think part of it's <clears throat> their age, but I think another, I think it also is all the stimulus that you know they have from devices. Where, like You'll tell Ali something like six times. And I remember being told three, four, mm-hmm. five. I know it happens because you're a kid, yeah. but it's like, come on. Look at me. Eye contact. Okay, now listen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Greg and I, we've had conversations about this before out at like the bars and stuff like that, where 
I told you, I was like, there's nothing more that I hate when I go out with like a group of friends to a bar and they're all just sitting there on their phones. Yeah. Because I make like an adamant purpose, like unless I have to, like I know someone's coming and I want to like make sure like if they're not getting lost or if it's something important, I'll Mm -hmm. check it. But I just hate when there's someone's constantly on their phone. It's like, yeah, I get, I'm like, like a grandpa, but I hate it. It drives me insane. It's like, talk to me. Why? Yeah. Are why are you, why are you out here if you're just going to be on the phone all the time? Is Why not just stay home and, and stay on your phone? If, if that, if it's, if it's just here to be what in a bar, in, in a horrible environment, <laughs> the whole point of which is to be social, just to watch, look, stay on your phone. That's yeah. That, that's not fun. I mean, if it was like, well, I could see it being a situation of, okay, you're on like a 10-hour drive and you just stop to, to have something to eat, and but you've been talking for seven hours so you have nothing else to talk about. Yeah, get on your phone. Look at, look at some interesting stuff. But if you're going out with friends. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it's just, it's just I mean, you're speaking of like uh, people don't have the attention span, which I totally agree with just because it's like there's so many distractions, like being a musician and... What was that? Fine. So, Greg, how how are you doing? (laughs) What what? did you do this week, Greg? (laughs) And it's like what I find... Boring. (laughs) (laughs) It's what I find. It's like with all the other musicians around and my students that I teach and stuff like that, is that it's, it's a lot easier to get distracted when practicing. It's like you try and practice your instrument and you have your cell phone there, you have your computer there, you have the TV there, you have everything else around you that's just much more accessible. And it's just to a point where it's just like the, the self-discipline has always been the same for people, kind of weak for the most part. So it's like right. kind of like hard to... I wonder if it plays into it the fact that uh, a cell phone, a computer is... You, you can tailor somewhat to yourself. Uh, it's not the same interface for everybody. You can make the interface your own. I mean, it, so it's more inviting just to, on that like vi- on that uh, kind of lizard brain level that it's some. It, it, oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's your own little home. It's your own little thing. They're engaging can, as yeah. hell. I mean, I'll, I I'm not perfect. I'll be at, at dinner with the family, right? And I'll pull out my phone instead of talking to the kids or talking mm-hmm. to my wife. And there's been times where the kids have been like, "Mom, Dad, put your phones away." You know, and that makes you feel like the worst parent ever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's happened. So I, I try to yeah, not, not perfect. Be, no, it's yeah. I try not to be that person. And I try to minimize it when it does. But it happens. The things are... I, I love my phone as much as my kids. Now, I'm joking. But, you know, it's so engaging. There are times so. when I'm sure it's true. Yeah. So it's tough. And I don't know why they make them so fucking engaging if you're not supposed to be on them all the time. Because that's capitalism for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do that all the time to my... But you hand me the mead. Uh, to my fiance, when we go out, if I catch her on her phone, I'm like the first one to kick her under the table. We're like, get off your phone. We're talking. That's right. We should say uh, congratulations to Nick. You just uh, recently got you. engaged. Oh. Cool. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Yes. I did it all for one night of partying. <laughs> <laughs> Saying good job, you tricked someone into saying yes. <laughs> uh, and also this uh, next weekend, so we have a question of, of what we're going to do for the show. Are we doing a Friday show or something? I'll, I'll let you know okay, whether we get hotel room or not for Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, Jeff is going to be. We don't. We are nor We are doing the. We switched to doing the shows on Sunday now uh, because I think it's. Um, I like having Saturdays free. 
but we'll see if that changes during the winter. Um, but this Sunday uh, is uh, my birthday party, my 40th birthday party that Jeff is coming to. You're coming to as well. And we're going to go down to the escape room for their newest escape room thing, The Dig. The dig. The cool. Dig. Yeah, I missed that when Damien sent it. I, I sent an email back to him saying that I had done Dr. Stein, escape from Dr. Stein's lab, because it's not something you can do twice. Mm. And if you guys were doing escape from the lab, I might as well just sit outside, because yeah. if I was in the room, I'd probably... Give away the answer. Yeah, probably, yeah. I'd be miserable, and I'd be so paranoid about, like, looking at where the next clue is located, right? Like, where's Jeff looking now? You know, that kind of thing, so... Um, but no, uh, no, it's a great time. Dr. Steins was a lot of fun. We talked about it when it happened. Yeah. And we missed... Like, we were on pace to, like, set a record, the lady said. And we got hung up on it. We couldn't find one clue because it was tucked back behind the front of a cat cupboard. You know, like, the front edge of the cupboard. Um, like, where the wood sticks out from the side. It was tucked back in there. It was the battery holder for an, uh, an ultraviolet flashlight. We had the flashlight. We had the batteries. We didn't have the battery holder. And the, it was tucked back in there. And it wasn't supposed to be hard to find because it was right beside the batteries. But we missed it. Mm. it and obvious and it derailed us. We didn't finish in time because we, could, we, never, we never found the battery holder. Interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I've never been to one of these. It's a big puzzle. Big puzzle room. Uh, so yeah. Look so if you see me like looking like in the seams of things, making sure we didn't miss anything, <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm going to follow up and make sure we didn't miss something. Is yeah. my job. <laughs> how many how many people are going to this? Uh, is Erin coming? Uh, if if she is allowed, then yeah. Yeah, then she's yeah. invited. Then eight. Eight. Cool. That'll be fun. Eight altogether. You guys poured big glasses of mead. Yeah, we did. Did I? <clears throat> I guess I need some more. <laughs> Hand that puppy over. No. <laughs> Sunday night. Let's top off the mead, yeah. man. Uh, I know you said nothing on the blind testing, but it's going to be a good night. <laughs> Not intentionally. I looked Hush. at everything after. Hush. Hush. No clues. That's, that's, that's hardly a clue. How much is that a what, clue? You picked a bunch of strong beers? Okay. It's not like we have a bunch of shitty beers out there. <laughs> Oh, I think he, I, I interpreted from what he said is that we're going to get a buzz from the oh. alcohol strength of the beers he picked. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> okay. Maybe they're all water. Yes, no new clues. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do a, Nick pick the show. He's going to take our glasses out and fill them. <laughs> that was nice, like a dick pick. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick pick their Nick, show. Nick picked the show. Yes. <laughs> dick picked the show. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do a uh, blind show. Um, I have a vague idea of the 54 beers you had to choose from but you know except for the one i had in my back pocket exactly that's gonna throw us for a loop (laughs) and really i'm not going to try i'm really going to not try to guess the brand like every single time i I, i'm gonna maybe maybe when we're done we can make one guess for each beer you know like while we're tasting it, like no guesses, and then yeah, at the, the end of the beer, is, do, do we want? To, yeah, at the end of the beer, I think we should bring the beer, that particular beer, out so we know then what it was. Sort of like a right process of elimination. No, wouldn't it really be process of elimination. It's not a process of elimination, but it's yeah, like we'll, we'll taste true. it, we'll see what our opinion of what we think of it, and and how we think of it, and then we'll see what it is. Um, yeah, I think that'll also be better for this show structure. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we would have to edit in. Otherwise, at the end of the show. We would do an outtake segment talking about each beer with the details, and I'd have to stitch those back in. Right, yeah. That's let's a not, lot of work. Let's not. I used to do that kind of work. I don't do that anymore. 
The mead we're drinking is uh, from Laurel Highlands Meadery. This is their traditional mead. Mm. And uh, kind of has an orange blossom. And cl- I think there's probably a blend of orange blossom and clover in here. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting a little bit of both in the the flavor. Have you had many meads before? I haven't had many meads. I've had a f- quite a few, but not to say I'm a mead expert. Okay. What do you think? I mean, it's good. I like it. I mean, I, I every mead that I usually get, I usually enjoy. Mm. It's a nice, like, sweeter, like, dollar taste. These are actually, um, Aaron, my fiance. she's not really into beer, even though she's slowly Yet. starting to get into it. So it took me seven going, years. Uh, well, so. it's a slow process, but one of my stepping stones was mead because it's, she <laughs> likes wine. She likes a lot of different wines. So I figured, well, this could be a start of a crossover. Mm-hmm. Let's start getting you into the meads and... I find out she likes a lot of saisons, the lighter, mm-hmm. fr- um, like flowery type of right. beer. So I'm like trying to get those in there, and it's like a whole it's a whole process. Yeah, well, I mean, Heather used to not like beer, and now Jeff said it took seven years. And he finally got her to the point where now she she actually took at least one beer that was probably a sample <laughs> beer from the She's fridge. a fiend. The funny thing is, her favorite beer is Imperial Stout. Oh, like that's what she drinks man, like cause... practically exclusively is that's like coffee awesome. stouts, Imperial stouts. Yeah, I got Aaron to order. She orders farmhouse saisons now, and that I'm like, I thought you don't like beer. Whatever. <laughs> don't do that. Don't thought. prove her wrong. <laughs> it, that's not how you facilitate beer drinking by by proving her wrong <laughs> by shaming her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I you was are right. You shame. I am right. You were wrong. No, that's the opposite of. You need to learn these things. You need to. Definitely. Want to push that door shut, Nick? Please. Yeah. Just turn. Make a bang. It's nice having the nest. You can turn on the air when it's too hot. From right here. (laughs) Yeah, but now she'll actually try the beers that I bring home. Cool. The only thing that she's still timid about is uh, the really dark beers. Those Uh, are the ones that Heather loves now. (laughs) Yeah, the really dark, and those are the ones that I said she will probably like more than Mm -hmm. the extremely hoppy beers because she doesn't Mm -hmm. like the bitterness. She likes the sweeter things. I'm like. Try some stouts. Try some porters. I mean, you well, you know, some. if she, she's a wine drinker and she's a mead drinker now, she might like a little bit of that booziness, right? So an imperial stout might suit her well because yeah. she's getting some of those more boozy flavors. I'll be honest though, the the wine that she likes is not. Yeah, uh, it's not uh, real wine. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's not Cabernet Sauvignon. It's no, Yellowtail. Not even. It's not like even. I mean, it's it's Mad Zinfidel. Dog Twenty Twenty watermelon flavor. She likes Zinfandels, Merlots. Like um, not like a not like a real white Zinfandel, like the the yeah. pink the stuff yeah, that's dyed the, pink. Yeah, and, she doesn't like these. Uh, she she likes no Pinot Noir or Pinot Grigios as much as I love a Pinot Grigio. I see. Okay, well then, yeah. She's faulty premise. She's a strange cookie, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're marrying her. <laughs> of course, to fit my normal personality. <laughs> Lesson number two: Don't talk about your fiance on the internet. <laughs> Well, it's not like he said anything <laughs> negative. She's a strange cookie. She's we are all she strange, strange cookies. Cookie. <laughs> I think we are all strange cookies. I, for example, I'm looking through some of my notes, and they all have to do with science topics that you probably don't care about at all. Me? None of it. I'm guessing. I don't know. I always enjoy having science talks with you. All right. Well, um, <laughs> with him or <laughs> him talking science at you. Him to odd. Oh, hey, I've come to come to you with so many questions, especially when it comes to mathematics it's true. and science. Well, I did want to. I wanted to briefly because I don't know when when it came up, but there was something about unification at some point when we were talking. Unity. Uh, 
Well, unification. Um, an example would be that um, electromagnetism is a, un is a unified theory. Uh, and in uh, particle physics, we have now the electromagnetic interaction and the weak interaction are unified as electroweak. Mm -hmm. And what that really means is... So, Nick, back to that short attention span thing. <laughs> well, all, all that means is, is you can describe one thing completely by describing something else. Mm -hmm. So if you can describe a magnetic field, then you can describe the electric field exactly because there's a unification. So you have, you have exactly the equations in order to describe an electric field if you have a magnetic field. Okay. And the same on. thing with uh, with uh, electroweak. If you can describe electric charge, you can then describe what the weak charge would be. And if you can describe what, what the weak charge is, the weak hypercharge is, you can describe what the electric charge is. That's what it really means. Mm -hmm. So it's um, and there's a whole bunch of math and stuff and, and little you know symbols, but it just means that one thing can describe the other completely. I dig it. Yeah. This is a uh, yeah, back to short attention span. When you started talking mm -hmm. about the science stuff uh, before you started going into the explanation, you're like, oh, my science stuff that no one wants to. And I said, I love talking about science with you. I want the stranger things. This, this isn't a spoiler at any means, mm -hmm. but there's just one part where the kid calls their science teacher. And it's a science <laughs> it was teacher. so good. It was so good. And he's just like, ah. And the kid's like, you always said if you have any questions, never be afraid to ask why and never stop being curious. Tell me the answer now. You cannot hang the up The teacher's like, it's, it's at, he's like at a, watching a, a VHS with a date, to, right? He's trying to get some poon and, and the kid calls him up. And he's like, he's like, you don't want to stifle my curiosity teacher so-and-so why are you stifling our curiosity <laughs> he's so yelling at him. he's like why would you do this to us you don't want us to not know this all right hold on get a pen <laughs> and, and and i don't want to spoil it but the topic yeah. i mean you'd love it you, yeah. the topic that he wanted it. information on was that's so what i mean great. stranger things is is so good the only reason why i even stopped started watching that was because i follow on uh facebook i follow dungeons and dragons and they retweeted something oh, okay. stranger things and i read the article and i was like the show's about D&D, because, well, they reference it a ton. And so I was like, all right, I got to watch it. I watched my first episode. It, it's not about D&D, obviously, but it is such, it's a well-written show. It's very clever. The characters are so lovable. I love the kid with no teeth. Like, he's my favorite in the entire series. <laughs> I heard it described as nostalgia diarrhea, but in a good way. It. I mean, it's... Well, it was for me, just because of the gaming. I mean, it's like every science fiction thing. Mm-hmm. And like, it, or, or better yet, it is. Um, it's freak. Steven Spielberg when he actually made good movies. Oh sure, it's, right? Yeah, it's freaks and geeks and Super Eight and Goonies and uh, some ET and like all you know. It's, it's nostalgia out the yeah, wazoo, but it's good. I mean, yeah, they also place it in the eighties too. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, it is good. Like, I think that best description is honestly like those movies, and also that it's it's Steven Spielberg when he actually made really good quality films. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's like you said. I'm done with BoJack, so it's on my list. Um, and I really like the the scientific topics or pseudoscience that they weaved into it. I mean, I really like yeah, it's it's taking you know it's it's taken from history and type thing so i really like yeah. and some people who are just watching it that might not know some of the stuff probably didn't get some of the tie-ins and maybe i'll talk to nick you know when you're not listening or something <laughs> but like some of the things that were happening at the facility mm -hmm. was real research that was being done yeah. stuff like that so 
I mean, I thought it was such a clever show. It was, it was predictable, in a lot of senses. There were, I mean, there were a few things that I didn't see happening at all. But for the most part, I yeah. kind of was like, okay, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. But I didn't mind that so much because it was just yeah. You don't you don't need M Night Shyamalan all the time, you know. Yeah, it was such I mean, a great. Just, uh, just enjoy the ride. It doesn't have to surprise it you. Had, it had a great story. I mean, I, I, I really... I binge-watched it in two days. I mean, it's not that many episodes. Yeah. It's only eight, but I still binge Yeah, Heather it. was into it, so I had to watch it slower because she would keep falling asleep on me. So <laughs> it took me a while. I would have watched it all in one day if Aaron didn't fall asleep on me. So I had to wait two days because right. she couldn't stay up. <laughs> I was so mad. I was if like, I, have I any, want to watch the next episode. If I have any complaint, it's how they left it dangling for a potential second season you know it could have wrapped up and they got it could have been an anthology or something like that so i just didn't love how it was wrapped or how it was not it's not really a cliffhanger but how they left threads open for a second season they definitely they closed the stories on like half of the characters and left the other few still left ended because they even said though in an interview that we plan on we made this story for multiple seasons. Okay. That was because uh, I wanted to know when the next season was coming, so I Googled it, I think, today. And they said that we wrote it to have multiple seasons. Okay. Just maybe got, I will just like... got confirmed. Maybe I'll like how the second season picks up then, you know? Yeah. It's just like... It's like... It's like... Story resolved. You know, how many adventures can these people have in their lifetime? You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, that part of me was like, they're, they're done. They're going to grow old and, you know, do whatever. But, you know, then there was those three little like strings they left dangling for you. So maybe I'll love how they pick it up. I mean, I kind of like that, especially on TV storytelling, because I get kind of annoyed with uh, TV shows where it's like story, 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 end, same exact characters, whole new conflict that's like outrageously implausible to happen again to the same amount of people but you like rick and morty but that's a card that's 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 a rick and morty versus 24 right 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 yeah okay yeah Yeah. i'm talking about shows like yeah Yeah. exactly like 24 where it's like come on well rick and morty there's another mole in ctu oh i mean the thing about rick and morty is rick is essentially he, he is the the epitome of a catalyst. So it's like you're, you're running around with a story generator and you expect to fall into stories. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> but no, that's what I actually like that. I, I, I like the way they ended it just because it allowed it to pick up into more and it gave some other things that I don't want to ever get into because then, the, then you're talking spoilers and I don't want to give any yeah. spoilers because I recommend that Stranger Things, give it a whirl. It's It's probably not for everyone. I don't think it's for everyone. Because it, it gets a little science. Anyone who's around 40 will love it. You know, because it's nostalgia diarrhea. Like right. Greg I was said. 24 and I loved it. Yeah. So Right. But I also am into, like I said, the biggest nostalgia kick for me was... I'm debating whether universe. I should let the kids see it or not. Maybe I'll have to watch it again. So I let the kids see Goonies. Well, yeah, Goonies is a kid's movie. It is, except, you know, there's there's some adult situations... Not, not too bad. That, kid, that, 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 that goes way over no the kids' adults. heads. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, no, because their favorite quote is, that's mom's favorite part, when they broke the penis off the naked statue. Well, yeah, but that's because, they, <laughs> that's because penises are funny, not because they actually yeah, are thinking about sex. <laughs> right? It's not yeah, like, right. It's, they're not actually thinking about sex, it's because they know penises are funny. <laughs> that's such a great part, too. But that's, a, that's the If you ask them, like, say something from Goonies, they'll be like, that's mom's favorite part. <laughs> Every kid, come on. Like, yeah, you didn't do it when you were a kid, I too. I yeah. didn't see Goonies when I was six, though. 
A no, lot I of kids did. did. I did. Yeah. I mean, I saw I saw like American yeah. Pie when I was like I mean, ten. So you took you took Max to see how many uh, different uh, crazy just Guardians. Guardians was probably the just That's Guardians. Pretty raunchy. Guardians of Star Wars. Guardians of Star Wars and um, let's see. I don't think I took him to see. I haven't taken him to see anything else. Nothing else. No. No. Wait. Oh, there was something recently, right? Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> I don't think Strange Have you heard of that? is too bad for kids. Yeah. Wait, what, yeah, what is this Star Wars thing? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they'd like it, um, especially since they liked Goonies. <laughs> you know, when I, I flip over to my my video player, my uh, it was on the Strangers Thing page, and it has the list of shows and it has cover art on the right mm-hmm. side. And Max is like, what's that? Right, because it has that look. <laughs> it has the cover art. He's like, what's yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the coolest things about The Strangest Things is they take the idea of the 80s and embrace it. Because, like, even the music of it is, like, oh. so so 80s. So, so many people have been talking about how so great the soundtrack 80s. was. I loved and it. I thought it was good. I mean, it really didn't... I probably set my expectations too high because I saw Twitter raving about the soundtrack. And so when I watched it, and it didn't, like... You know, make me just my pants. That you know, like, yeah, I mean, I so maybe I set my expectations. Maybe the I think Twitter made my expectations go too high. Yeah. Not, Not even a little jizz. I mean, no, I no think pre- it, it fit. It fit what what the show was. No, no I think it, it was good. So well. I'm yeah. just saying the the Twitter hype. Yeah. And that's where I learned about Stranger Things. I was on Twitter, and people mm-hmm. are like, "Oh my god, Stranger Things!" And you know, like comparing it to Freaks and Geeks and whatnot. And, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> let me let yeah, me get the, let me get this show. Yeah, it, I mean, it was. A, I I really enjoyed it. I will watch it again. I just need to give myself a couple weeks till I forget some parts so I can watch it again. Because <laughs> it's so it's such a quick quick watch too, especially since it's only eight episodes too. It's not. Yeah. Well, even though most seasons today, it always seems like they're only ten episodes now. It happened when seasons were like twenty some episodes. <laughs> they were too dilute. <laughs> I was, I like, I, I binged watch uh, a couple years ago all the Twilight seasons. And it's like, they didn't have seasons back then. So in one season, it's like 58 episodes because it's just how many of those episodes within that one year is considered a season. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was a Twilight show. Twilight Zone. Never oh, Twilight that. Zone. Oh. <laughs> Twilight Zone. I, I said, <laughs> I thought Twilight the Vampire thing you were talking about. Why would I be watching that? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't hear you say the Twilight Zone. I didn't hear I Zone. I think I said Twilight Show, but either way, Twilight Zone. Yeah. You know the Twilight Zone. I know the Twilight Zone, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I saw one of those when I was a kid, and it freaked me out. It was the one where... The mom could like stop time. Oh yeah, and, and, I, yep. and like yep. World War Three had started, and she stopped time, and there was a nuclear missile like, yep. frozen yep. above her house. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in the new Twilight Zone. That was yeah. yeah. I remember that one. She she uh, she would wear a necklace. She would say "Shut up," and, Shut up. Yeah. Stop, and she could say "Start talking," and time would resume. And so, and the whole thing was she used it, you know, to get small advantages over things. All of a sudden, a nuclear war was happening, and so she said, "Shut up!" And she had, was able to stop time. So but, she's the only person, you know, conscious. Everyone else is frozen around yeah. her, and she can't start time again because she'll die. Everyone will die. Everyone will die. Yeah, 
understand. But you said that's new Twilight. Yeah. Zone. Well, you, you have like okay. So let's see. Learn. You know, like start educating yourself so you can dismantle a uh, well <laughs> an ICBM in mid-flight. <laughs> See, there are lots of issues I have with the idea of even stopping time and somehow being able to move with it. Like, yeah. how can you see anything? But <laughs> how can you breathe? There's lots of issues. Yeah. But uh, the neck beard over here. I, I heard the. I like his issues actually. Because <laughs> when you get into it, I mean, there things things start to fall apart. But that's okay because really, what the Twilight Zone is about. I, this was this is a Chris Hardware joke. I think that, that he made, uh, which I think is really funny. Is that. Uh, the Twilight Zone could just be called "Nice Try, Asshole." <laughs> like that could be the the name of the series because that's how every show ends with uh, uh, "Nice Try, Asshole." Yeah, You're screwed it, anyway. It's the last man on Earth after yeah. the war, after the nuclear bombs hit, and he break. He, he all he wanted to do was read his yeah. glass. Read as right. all he wanted to do was have time to read. All he wanted to do was have time. He breaks his glasses and he's all upset because he can't see now. And it's like, mm-hmm. ah, nice try, asshole. Yep. <laughs> or the oh yeah, there's tons of those episodes. And yeah. my first episode I ever saw was one of the original Twilight Zones episode with the uh, where the guy on the airplane and he sees the oh that that's the, the famous um, the, the famous uh, William Shatner episode yeah is that the one where yeah, the thing was on the wing yeah the thing was on the wing and it has William Shatner yeah. in it and he's like yeah. insane and then like he does this like, yeah and he's <laughs> weird like faces when he's looking out the window yeah. <laughs> yeah. come on Will emote for us <laughs> I don't know. I think the freakiest episode that still freaked me out was the uh, the kid that can wish anything away. Yeah, that that's the Bill Mooney episode. Yeah, that's that's, mm-hmm. a, that's one of my favorite. He can wish people stuff. into the cornfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine a five year old, a five year old kid who can just do wish anything. And who, so you had to be very super nice to him, mm-hmm. and he could do whatever the hell he wanted. He couldn't play swing yeah. music. That was his thing. If you played swing music, you yeah. were gone. <laughs> and he could read your mind, so you couldn't stay mad at him, or else he would vanish into a cornfield as a five-year-old kid. I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, it's, that's a classic. It's, it's a classic, yeah, and, it's a classic. and yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's scary because five-year-old kid. Imagine what the five-year-old yeah. can do with that power. It's a, it's a, it's a big. It's it's three feet of id right there. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's basically the biblical God-given form, right? Is yeah. the biblical God is essentially a five-year-old kid? No, no, kill these guys. No, do it. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's three feet of id. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's ah, Twilight Zone's always good to watch. The mm-hmm. original, at least, I always enjoy watching episodes. But raw on TV, and I got nothing else to do. I mean, the original t- Twilight Zone was very much like a, it was a, it was an anti-establishment thing. It was Rod Serling. I can only like, imagine yeah. what it was like watching it back in the 1960s when it actually came out yeah i think it was on, like harmontown dan harmer was saying how it's it's like imagine you know you're back in the 60s and the mccarthy area the mccarthy era is happening and all this other stuff and and you couldn't really go out and say this is bullshit but you can make a show that said this is bullshit and then the show was like here this woman's rich but she gets run over by a bus Aha, twilight zone fuck you so that was kind of like the whole thing behind the twilight zone was just when he thought he had it mm. well that's what i mean that's what i think makes that show so timeless is just that the fact that it's like when it 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 was perfectly timing it was just timing when it came out america was so 
safe. Like, all the media that was being projected was safe. All the yeah. music that was being projected was safe. Like, one of the lyrics yeah. of, like, one of, I forget who it is, and I, I should know who it is, but it's like, oh, if I could go to Mars and find a girl who would love me. Like, it's all, like, really stupid, cheesy yeah. bubblegum and meanwhile, there's all very, this shit boiling right then, under yeah, the surface. And you have all these other wars and turmoils throughout the entire world. Not only that, we have, you know, so rights and all the stuff. you have racial tension yeah. and everything else, and then yet all the media is trying to make it out. Like, no, we live in such a happy-go-lucky yeah. world, and then they, all the thing. I mean, that's what the, makes the 60s to me are, like, so marvel, like marvelous mm-hmm. on just how much We talked about how when, when it's a shitty time, the art gets good. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. When when it's particularly music, and and uh, music and physical and, and, and physical like art, art like yeah. paintings stuff like that, the pop music today is a decent time. I mean, for for most people, especially you know us white men in uh, living in in America, it's a pretty decent time to be alive. Um, pop music sucks. <laughs> it's god awful. Not I not be. I'm not even not a member. I what? can say this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even a member. I'm not even a person who enjoys music. I can tell the difference between good pop music and bad pop music. And yeah, this shit we have is, is just god awful. But things, you know, if if we if we have the unfortunate to live through a uh, a Trump era presidency or something, or, or something, I don't think Trump will win, but sort of a Trump esque thing. Uh, then art will get really good. At least there's that. <laughs> I don't know if someone like Trump, oh Trump, actually were to actually get in. I think even art wouldn't even really get too good. I think comedy would really soar, and comedy art will really soar. <laughs> but then again, he, he could just insult the wrong. Well, people. comedy is soaring right now. I mean, it is. This is this is a very good time for for comedy. It, it's not like the wasteland like the eighties was. Eighties was a was a good time for. For drama and uh, and the beginnings of, of sort of serialized and, and decent television stuff like that and uh, an okay time for movies in the seventies was probably better seventies sort of Godfather era and mm-hmm. I've know, never seen the Godfather. You've seen Scorsese movies, things like that. Those are kind of Taxi Driver. No, well, you really should <laughs> you should take a look at some of those movies. Uh, Attic. Uh, no. Attica or uh, nope. one of my favorites is um, it's a Pacino movie, but is Dog Day Afternoon? Dog Day Afternoon, that, that's love that, love that Day movie. Afternoon. Yeah, I caught that one like I didn't have hype. I it was, I think it was a Netflix, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, just going through Netflix, it was recommended. I get it, I'm like, this is so good. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's a bank heist movie where they're trapped in the bank, they can't get out, so they're trying to negotiate the way out, and that's that's the core of the movie. But it's the, the plot isn't important because the characters are, are really good. and it's a. Uh, it's based on a true story, uh, but it's just it's a really well done movie with really three dimensional characters, and you get into it. It's a good story. I don't uh, doubt that. I just haven't seen The Godfather <laughs> or anything. Godfather's I, it's a little, just so long. If I were being, on, if, if I'd be honest, like Godfather to me was overhyped. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, I've seen it. I just yeah. I don't care for it. I, Citizen Kane was really good. I expected it would be overhyped. And I mean, if you look at it compared to movies now, it's 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 a little long and and a little overdone, but when you I mean, it still it still captures you 
and this is a movie that was made in like the 30s <laughs> still captures you and you when you when you see all the stuff that it's doing and you realize that this is stuff that movies are still doing now that it sort of pioneered and you're mm-hmm. like oh wow this is yeah. there's really something to this movie there's it a, defined modern cinema yeah oh no uh i love watching older movies that's like my thing yeah. i've been doing the past like this year i just love watching old movies from 1920s 30s 40s i watched the charlie chaplin's the dick the great dictator for the first time mm-hmm. which was to me such a brilliant piece of satire amazing and then like uh, a movie that i actually i really enjoyed because it was really fun it was called it happened one night and it's from 1934 i believe and it's a fun fact that I discovered about it after watching it is that it was the first movie ever to show a shirtless male. To show huh. a man without a shirt. And they made this huge thing in the movie when he took off his shirt and the girl like freaks out like, what are you doing? Like, why are you undressing in front of me? Blah, blah, blah. And because they're not married. And I was like, man, why, why the hell is she reacting like that? So I Googled it. Yeah, There's like a huge controversy mm-hmm. that's happening today with the women and allowing to express themselves mm-hmm. and taking off their shirts. It was the same exact thing <laughs> that was happening. It's not exactly now, a... But I'm saying, like, but it was that same exact idea for men back then. We weren't allowed to take our shirts off going to the beach or something like that. And it was, like, the start of that revolution where men were like, you know what? You can't tell me what I can do with my body and take it off. And it's, like, it's <laughs> a similar thing. I, uh, I don't find it to be similar because it's... <laughs> well, it's more of a feminist movement with... Uh, rights and you're not gonna yeah, like, sexualize my body well, but you, men were still in control of the society at that point so it's not like yeah it's not as heavy on the scale but that's the only thing i can relate it to is because that's what i'm familiar with i think currently. it's i think it's better to think of it more as an opening of the sexual boundaries as opposed to like freedom for men okay. <laughs> i'll give you that because yeah <laughs> and maybe maybe words came out wrong, yeah. but that's that's just what what came to my mind at first. What's this thing about hockey racist Blake Shelton? About... No, no, no. Honky, honky, honky. Oh. honky yeah, racist. Yeah, I read it, a hockey racist. Honky racist doesn't realize he's a honky racist. Uh, What's with honky? Why are you using the term honky? I don't know. I just thought it was. You, you do honky and then racist. It just feels like you're kind of. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I used it. Yeah. Okay, Greg doesn't approve. I don't. Approve. I don't know. He was. He made some bigoted tweets, and then he apologized for his bigoted tweets, but he didn't think they were bigoted. And I'm guessing you did not watch the YouTube video I sent you. What's What's that? The can, the can. No, I haven't seen it. Yet. The one I said, do yourself a favor and watch this awesome video. The one I sent to Nick, and he said it was awesome. Oh, you're talking about the yeah, the pom- aluminum can. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And you wouldn't even watch it. It's not that I didn't want to watch it. Yes, it is. It was good. <laughs> Don't give me that. This again? You know it's... Hey, Greg, you want to talk fight. about something that Jeff isn't familiar with? Because we already did that with you with Stranger Things. <laughs> uh, it, it sometimes bugs me when I put things in there and, and Jeff doesn't... Uh, Get this out. Get this out. It's good. It's healthy. He knows. <laughs> Express your emotion. Jeff doesn't watch them, even when I tell him you really should, and I want to talk about it. He doesn't watch them. Jeff, I think you should listen to your partner a little bit more. He's <laughs> been your partner at Craft Beer Radio for how many years now? 
It's 11 oh, minutes, please. Jeff. It's all right. All right. We'll, we'll, all right. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about our stuff. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, what are we talking about now? Yeah, we well, we can go about anything because he's not listening. Oh, he put it on in his headphones. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he didn't hear my comment. Well, we can talk about that craft beer radio shirt that he's wearing. How do I get one? Oh, wow. Uh, we, wow, we, we made those a whole, like, when we first started. Damn. And are you watching the video, Joe? I can't tell. Yeah, okay. <laughs> couldn't tell because I couldn't understand. All right, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's, it, we haven't made those in a long time. That's a very old logo, uh, like our very first logo. Uh, I don't know. We could probably make you one on Cafe Press or something. I think that's probably where you got them from. I'm down for that. Totally go for that. Uh, one. I wear it a lot. All right, I don't we'll have get you one. When we first started the show, we used to do things like we we would make because um, we wouldn't put out the highest quality DVDs because at the time people wouldn't even download uh, 60, 60 megabytes was way too big. So we yeah, would yeah. put like four or five megabyte files up, and and then we would uh, we would put our the highest quality MP3 on a DVD, and then we'd sell like season one, season two. But now they're all there's no point because. Yeah, everything's yeah. easy. What's what's memory anymore? I mean, yeah. Terabytes and everything out there. Speaking of the racist bigot yeah. thing Jeff, that happened yeah. with him, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened, but um, I did watch this video today because there are things that I do have on my Facebook feed that I disagree with. Sure. Because it's like that, like we talked about, mm-hmm. I like also looking at the views of the other side. Sometimes I go, okay, that's an all right argument. It, I don't know if it persuades me very often, but it's usually what it is. Usually it ends up just makes me angry, and then I, like, turn it away after a while. But uh, there was this video with this this guy who I'm friends with, and he retweeted it or re, re, whatever, reposted it on Facebook, and him and three other people reposted this thing. Now, I'm going to mention this, and this is probably the most... The closest thing I'll come to saying anything racist actually on it. They were all three... Well, actually, that's not racist. But they're they're all three white, bigoted people. That's not racist. Yeah, that is not racist at all. But that's just who they are. He called them three white honkies. They are all three white honkies. (laughs) And that's all they are. They they would love to be having their dicks deep, balls deep in a pig squealing, shooting an (laughs) AK-47. Yeah, I'm trying to think of things that are... Um, but either way, that's the scale's hard to tip. Three white, yeah. bigoted mm-hmm. white privileged yes, men, sure. and uh, like those people in the Triumph thing. He hasn't seen the Triumph. So. Oh, Triumph was yeah. incredible. But uh, anywho, uh, the video itself, though, I only watched it, and it's probably wrong of me to say that I only watched it only because it was uh, African American male speaking in the video. Because the first thing, when I read the details on it, I didn't want to read it. Because it, it literally, and you'll have to excuse my language on it, but this is exactly how the video describes itself. Uh, there is a difference between niggers and black folk. Mm-hmm. And it was an African-American male explaining the difference. And he's essentially saying, throughout this entire 10-minute video that I watched... It wasn't Chris Rock, was it? No, no, no. It wasn't a, com- it wasn't a comedic yeah. skit. It was a very serious meant to be like an argument thing and the reason why i found like i i I think like it's so funny is that i had three white bigots do it but then any other friend that i have that is of african-american descent or anything of the sort 
none of them are tweeting it or anything or reposting it. But yet if I look at my feed, there's a bunch of white people. Then I looked at the comments, a bunch of white people, and they're just saying, this is the greatest thing yeah, ever. This is yeah. so true. And to me, I felt like this, like, ah, I can't say what this man was actually truly thinking. But he was trying to, I just want to state the facts and not my personal opinion. I'm having a difficult time doing that. But uh, he was essentially going through saying, trying to state facts, it's like, uh, 13% of American population is African-American, and yet more than 52% of the crime is caused by African-American, and yet when... I don't think that's true. Yeah. Well, he's, I didn't check any of his yeah. facts, but this is, what he, this is what he's spitting out. And he goes, now, might I also add that how come when a, a, a white guy shoots and kills someone, he gets prosecuted and arrested, but if a black guy does it, white liberals step in and say that, oh, well, he had a rough childhood. We should protest against it. And going oh through god. things. I exactly, put my hands on my face is, like, oh my god. That's what I was doing. And it was going into even, and then it was getting even more detailed. It's like when a black guy's killed by a police officer, well, guess what? More white people are killed by police officers. But yeah, what did the blacks do? Or, are, well, he was using the other term for it. And he was saying, like, well, they just go and they pillage and they destroy their towns. And he kept saying this. He's like, well, if there's a place in the country called Chirac, he's like, maybe we should actually just persecute the animals, quoting him, the animals in that area, and actually hold them responsible for it, rather than he kept saying the white liberals of our country just let them go and say, well, they don't have it as good as us. They don't have it as great with them. The, and then you have President Obama who's trying to take our guns away when every time a school shooting happens, he says, well, it's the gun's fault. Well, you don't see a gun walking down the street and shooting. Okay, so we get, the, we get the idea. Like, yeah, essentially. And it gets worse and rambles, and it was like literally 10 to 12 minutes long. And by the time I was done watching it, I was, I was kind of like speechless in a sense because uh -huh. it was just to me and then it was just like this brainwashed speaking yeah. machine and then the people re reposting it were the same exact brainwashed thing and to me that was like that was the climax for them because I was like look He's a black guy. Yeah. He's saying it too. I'm right because I'm not a racist. I have a black friend. Like that kind mm -hmm. of like mentality. And it was just to me like that was probably the worst thing of my day was watching this whole video. Well, it, I mean it really does. The, the, the major issue is that it gets tied to race when the, when the issue really shouldn't be race. But the issue is is poverty. The reason why it gets tied exactly. to race is because that just happens to be the race that's involved in most of the. Well, it gets tied to race because there is a systemic disadvantage if you are if you belong to a certain race based on cultural yeah. symptoms. Oh like yeah, this. so that's why it gets tied to race because race plays a role. But the issue in terms of why these things happen, why this crime happens, is is a poverty issue, and that needs to be attacked as a poverty issue, not as a as a. Yeah, it's like pure justice. It's like okay, look, he should be punished. He he killed people, he robbed people, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yes, but why did he do this? We should figure out why is there more crime right. in this neighborhood? Oh well, um, speaking of the uh, one of the worst ghettos in America, in Baltimore, and it's like the average lifespan of a male, I believe, was twenty five or like twenty six mm -hmm. for a male living in that area. It's like well, they're not worried about going to school and getting an education. 
they're worried about surviving. Yeah. I was like, that's a state of war for them. And pointing out and that whole area is black doesn't mean that there's black people. It means that no, the it just black people can't dis- get out. It was, it was just the disadvantages from yeah. hundreds of years being placed into that fabric yeah. and that laws existed to prevent that. Laws right. existed to remove that stature. And it's like, I think we have been stepping in the right direction for quite some time. But in recent years we're starting to like kind of take this step back and a lot of it with the media and then people like trump who is nothing but a walking bigot of just yeah i mean and he's create and he's allowed before the folks who believe this thing weren't standing out and saying anything but because now we have a leader yeah like trump, that's the most dangerous part it of more of, acceptable to say these things that to me is the most dangerous part of the trump thing because like i said i don't think that trump's uh uh, a bigot necessarily. I, I truly think that Trump doesn't care at all about race. I think he's just using it for because he cares, but he cares about himself, and that's it. But the issue is that he's glommed onto a group of people who that's the only thing they do care about, and those are the people who he is playing to. So he'll just say whatever he will to get them interested, and they are the ones who are now dominating the media conversation. Yeah. So the issue is not Trump per se, but it's it's who Trump enables, and that's that's the bad thing. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, well, it, it, that in itself alone, I mean, he's just become to make it acceptable. Where I know more people that I knew five, six years ago, and now when I talk to them now, I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? And it's like, oh, well, Trump said this, and it's like, you shouldn't be saying that stuff. Like, why are you even thinking that yeah. way? And this actually happened to... Yeah, the, the, the normalization of, of racial stuff through the Trump stuff it is disgusting. It is, and it's like, here's a perfect example. There's a guy that I know, his, uh, I won't say his name, but there's a guy I know, and he's a Trump supporter, and he has a Trump sticker on his back of his car. And I wasn't with him at the time, but I heard about it through a couple of people that were with him at the time. And a kid came up to him, and he looked, I think he was uh, some sort of Latin descent. A young kid, maybe 12. And he actually, when... This guy got out of his car, and the kid came out to me and he said, why do you support that man? And he's like, well, I think he's what we need to turn our country around. He's like, but that man wants to get rid of my family. That man hates my family when we worked hard to get to this country. Obviously, all this is paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But he's like, essentially, like we worked hard to get here, and my family's been through enough, and this man wants to ruin it because we got here slightly different than others. He's this kid supposedly was an American citizen. Cause I actually knew this kid when I found out later on, cause he was from a, a neighborhood where I grew up in. So I did know the kid and his family was a, a legal immigrants and he was like second generation here. But it's like that kind of idea of like, we're going to pull them and just throw them right out of this country and everything else that obviously goes with him and that stylistic and apparently this guy who's a Trump supporter, he didn't even know what to say after that. I mean, how the hell are you going to tell a little kid mm-hmm. that, that, yeah, you deserve to get punted out of here because you've already gone through enough. Let's make it even worse. What did he say? Well, no. Well, I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember uh, being told this, and this is like last year, like right at the beginning of Trump's peak, like in the fall. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to like say any more because I know I'm going to start really altering the story. <laughs> Welcome back, Jeff. Thank, yes. you, thank you for watching it. Sure. He hated it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It doesn't matter. I, 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 just, I didn't. I mean, I, 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 I've, I've seen the process before. The only thing I really learned was the um, pop top, how it vents the can first. That that was the new information for me. Oh, you watched the, the can engineering video. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, it's, I, I, I like that. Yeah. So it is a lot that I, I learned from that video. Yeah. I also, which you never even commented back on the marbles machine that I sent you. The, the marbles machine? Which one was Because that? that's what, what got you to send me the can. Oh, yeah, yeah. I sent you a, some guy made an instrument out of like all these Oh, the marbles. cranky thing? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. And I was like, ah, I sent it to him. And I was like, check this out. This is pretty cool because this is like a lot of engineering. Because not only like do you have to create everything that's already right, there, yeah. you have to have perfect timing and everything else. Because his headphones had to have a click track keeping him perfect. Because if he would have rushed or slowed down, you're talking the difference and everything else for that machine. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fine, but then, but but to me, it's like, if you're talking about cool engineering, that, yeah, that, that to me is can, like, yeah. yeah. And the can was, I was mind blown after that. I was like, man, I love the can now. Yeah. I will always appreciate the can. There's a lot that goes into it. Like, I didn't, I didn't know how the seal worked. You know, the, the, the seal at the top of the can. Um, I didn't, uh, I, I definitely, I mean, I, yeah, I found the, the way the lever works at the top very, you know, fascinating to switch from a class one to a class two, or class two to class one lever uh, immediately. That kind of stuff is cool. The the dimple at the bottom, uh, you know, I, I didn't understand why it was there until he explained it. And I was like, oh, now it explains why I see that sort of dimple in, in like plastic uh, um, milk bottles too. You some, there's a there's like yeah, a little dimple yeah. thing. The reason why is if it gets a little bit crushed and it can perforate out and put a dimple so it can have some actual more strength in that plastic container so it doesn't burst. There's lots of little things that a, that a dome can do structurally to give you a little bit more of an edge. Lots of cool things like that in the video. And not for cans, but for like water bottles, like the bigger spring water bottles, uh-huh. it makes the container look like it has more volume than it actually does. That's true. But also, like you, you've sometimes seen how this can get popped out. Yeah. And that is... Uh, a way that it can make sure that the can doesn't burst also because this yeah. can pop out and uh, well the the top seems a lot weaker than the dome but it's not because of the because of this oh well, no what happens is you never it'll pop out right here oh and then mm-hmm. once this lifts up it'll generally leak out ah, I see so I've seen the, cans where you know it... um yeah this is this is a lot stronger I've only seen this pop like creased or popped once or twice but um i just had some soda water um cans that were overpressurized the like it'll kink right here and this part will pop up i'm pointing to like the the edge of the cap and then once then that the double seam thing gets too weak and it just Uh, it doesn't hold air anymore i i want one of those circular like the the spherical cans they had in the beginning when he was showing the different types of cans like how you most volume is in a, yeah. a sphere. I want a sphere can. That'd be great. And it rolls off. He's like, now the problem here is that it rolls off the <laughs> table. I just think it was a great way. I, I, it, he he gives you a hell of a lot of information in a very short, condensed period of time. Yeah. So anyway. Any further about your... Sounds like I didn't miss much. I heard some politic talk. Yeah. I saw Greg sighing. I'm like, I'm going to watch the can video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you didn't. It was just... No, that's really it. It's just like my, my thought process behind it was like... He's one of the folks to escape. His family is one yeah. of the folks to get away from that lifestyle. And obviously, I can't say that I understand that lifestyle because I don't. And that's one of the biggest things is that I don't understand right. it. And... 
yeah, I don't understand what it feels like. I, I understand what it feels like to grow in a a poor mm-hmm. household and a and a poor neighborhood, but considering my poor neighborhood to poor neighborhoods of Detroit, I yeah, it, like it, the king. I mean, I can't understand how it would feel to have somebody ride, to have other people driving around with bumper stickers that essentially say they hate you. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, I, I can't relate to that thing, yeah. and my entire. I want to understand it more and the fact that I don't understand it and the more I start to know about it and the more informed I am is the more I don't the more you understand. Can't. The more you can't, can't really understand it, yeah. And so, I mean, I, I speak to many of my friends about it and and I get what their opinions are on it. That was gorgeous. It's, that's Jeff. It's a nice make so little, little Jeff. It's okay. But it's it no was, judgment except it, for just watching the YouTube videos. It's the only thing I judge you on. <laughs> but it was just watching that. And, and to me, I was like, uh, many things ran through my mind. But the, the biggest things were just like, this is going to be terrible because it's going to be every single like, privileged person mm-hmm. spatting this out. And then it's going to be like, they're, oh, look you have a black guy saying it, so I know I'm right. Yeah. And it's like... it's it, it Well, it's that old thing of, well, I, I have a black friend, so I, I'm not racist. Yeah. I've, I've said this before on the show, but the only, if you can ever say the phrase, racism doesn't exist, then racism exists. Yeah. Because the only time when racism doesn't actually exist is what? if that makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, it was there was this thing that's going up. I guess YouTube's been making all these like music. I guess they have like their own music channel, and all their um, commercials. I guess have been controversial. Uh, they had like a gay couple in one. They had an interracial couple in another. And I saw that that like people were oh YouTube interracial stuff like that. And we're like, wait, what? Interracial we, stuff is. We is... looked at the commercial and we're like, we've seen this commercial tons of times, and we didn't even notice they were interracial. Yeah. We were like, oh, look at that. Oh, I didn't even notice. And she's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Yeah. It's like, people actually notice this? Oh, that probably made one guy sitting there holding his well, it's, it's, double do well, Mountain Dew, well, like, about freaking this, out. Think about the people who notice the Stranger Things, that they're not following the rules of D&D quite right. Yeah, so, <laughs> so at, at least the D&D, uh, the hardcore D&D community doesn't have a political platform, right? Yeah. Because... <laughs> Imagine what they could do about, oh man, you got to get D&D right or else we're rioting. Oh man, silly, silly people in the world. Silly people. You are not watching Mr. Robot. Okay, I, I tried. I tried finding it. I couldn't find it. It's not on Netflix and it's not on Hulu. So it's, it's don't on. worry. Don't worry. I got you. <laughs> He got you covered. I got you. We'll edit that part out. No, we won't. <laughs> um, but you you did play Pokemon Go for a little bit, right? For about a week. Yeah. Maybe two weeks tops. Uh, we're, we're in the period that I consider past peak Pokemon Go. I think that peak Pokemon Go is, uh, is rapidly yeah. Yeah, falling absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I find it... Um, Proud to say I quit before the peak. <laughs> <laughs> the peak was probably about three weeks ago. Yeah, I quit well before that. Um, we definitely, I mean, Jeff and I both were kind of mystified by it, right? I think that's the best way to put it, but, but we were, we were, 
I wouldn't alarmed isn't the right word. We were like we were kind of fascinated by it because we thought this is a cool way that this sort of new technology is coming through, but we have we aren't interested in it at all. Well, like I said to you, Greg. I'm talking for you, Jeff. I don't sure. know if you want to. I mean, like I like I I know I told you before this, and I'll tell Jeff right now. It ran strictly on my nostalgia because Pokemon was huge in '96, '97, '98 when I was a kid, right. and I was playing Pokemon. So when it came out, like I knew about Pokemon Go a year ago. Because I played another game by Niantic called Ingress, which came out a few few years ago. And uh, so I knew about Pokemon Go about a year ago. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. Because they advertised so much more than what the game actually brought. So the first day I got it, I loved it. I was like, look, there's a Bulbasaur. Oh, look, there's a Charmander. Oh, look, there's like all these Pokemon that I had like all this nostalgia for. And then about a week went by and the nostalgia ended for me. And it was just, well, this is really stupid. Why am I wasting my gas? Why am I doing places? This is dumb. And then I went out for a friend's birthday party, and there was 12 of us. And 11 out of the 12 people were playing Pokemon Go, and they picked that place specifically because it was a Pokemon store, a Pokestop. So they put, like, lures and stuff on that. So every two minutes, you saw someone pulling out their phone flicking to catch pokemon and one guy goes oh, i'll be right back there's something across the street and he left and went across the street and that was the next day i said to aaron i was like i'm done yeah forget this game <laughs> i remember when we played um the first time i'd ever heard of the game was when we played D at yeah. uh at damien's and when i was uh when i was house watching and uh, you know, Ty comes in. and He's like, my, the, "My first rule is is no no Pokemon Go." And I was like, "What what the hell is Pokemon Go?" And <laughs> not heard a whisper of it. And yeah, apparently, and it was then all of a sudden I got, I, I think I downloaded it the next day and I tried it and it wasn't working. And I was like, "This this is not interesting to me at all." Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, first off, I don't care for Pokemon Go. Yeah. I I like. I think the premise is interesting. I geocache, right? So that's kind of a lot like Pokemon Go, except I find real worthless things instead of virtual worthless things in the woods and about. Um, Too dense. You know, there's too many things too close. Mm -hmm. That seems to be part of it. You know, like with geocaching, they... Well, there's some other problems. You're talking to a muggle here. Right. (laughs) Do you know what geocaching is? No. no. <laughs> okay. right. But okay. I will keep looking at you like I. Yeah. Well, you're nodding, so I you're know. giving me the feedback like you didn't know, not know. Bullshitting. All right. So geocaching <laughs> is it's been around since about 2004 when they made the GPSs more accurate. When like that whole um, fuzziness that the military made uh, commer- or yeah, uh, civilian people have. And there's a website, and people hide things in the woods or in the cities, containers with crap in it. You know, there's a logbook, there's some stuff that a five-year-old might find as cool and things like that. And then you go online, you find them, you go out, and you, you find them, you sign the log, that kind of thing. Uh, that's geocaching. Okay. There's almost three million geocaches in the yeah. world. One of the so things that, that when, I, when Jeff first told me about it, he told me that uh, the, people who, the people who are geocaching... People who are like geocachers, they call the people who don't geocache muggles. And I remember like being just like 
to the moon like upset with that almost because I was yeah, like you still are upset with it well I've gotten over it for the most part but I do think it's it's so silly it's like I'm, I'm trying because it, it was like you're taking a term from first of all from a Harry Potter stuff which you, I, didn't, I don't think you even knew I didn't. at the time that it was a Harry Potter term and second of all it's like a mildly racist term from Harry Potter it's sort of meant to be like a like a we're better than those people kind of term. Yeah, but that's kind of being too PC, right? So I, I think I've noticed. Uh, I just didn't like the idea of, def- like, not just like it's just taking this whole term from another thing and make up your own thing, non geos or something. Why don't you just use some some term you can come up with yourself instead of doing? Because Harry Potter was very big at the time. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm wondering if it's falling. It wasn't out of... big enough for Jeff to know it. <laughs> <laughs> I so I I recently saw someone I don't know if they were ignorant or if it's new but they're calling them muffles instead of muggles. Muffles. So I don't know if the person was ignorant and didn't know or if there's an effort to not use muggle and to use muffle or something. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, but so like with geocaching, you can't hide a geocache within one tenth of a mile of another geocache. So they're not like right beside each other. And oftentimes, you know, they're, you know, they don't just pop up on your phone every, you know, few seconds. So it seemed like I understand the Pokemon Go app for the first couple of days getting you hooked by giving you all kinds of shit. You know, like oh, Pokemon, well, Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. Yeah, and then it wore off. And I think the then the the biggest problem with the execution was that they just had things show up wherever willy nilly. Made no sense. And I, was, I said that so much. I was like, why the hell is there a, a goldfish? There's no river by yeah. me. Like, there's no but lake. But there were things were showing up in people's yards and, you know, things like that. And with geocaching, you actually have to get those reviewers that approve placements for caches. Well, they're there. having that now because they were having, like, huge things with uh, museums, graveyards. Oh, I mean, there, there was a, there was a story with the Holocaust Museum Auschwitz, had to stop it. They filed to get rid of it. Ask people, please don't play Pokemon Go in the Holocaust Museum. I mean, that's pretty funny. And then there was that one viral video that was edited, apparently. It was photoshopped. Um, but I thought it was real when I first saw it. Of uh, It was a picture of the Auschwitz Museum, and it was a coughing, which is a gas Pokemon. It's <laughs> floating in the middle of the room. And I thought it was real at first, and I found out later on it was photoshopped. And I was kind of like, oh, fuck that. That's so fucked up. That's, that's just bad optics right there. <laughs> It made you laugh though, but it's just only made yeah, you well, laugh because it's it, so morbid and yeah, messed be, up. Yeah, because it made me laugh because of the absurdity of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's that's the game that you know I've been playing. That I've been a member. I've been doing that for ten years. Yeah, but geocaching is sound like I said. I mean, geocaching is not. I'm not interested in, it, but I can see why people would be interested in it, and, yeah. and I can like I can buy that Jeff is is interested in it and and like think it's you know it'd probably be pretty cool if I were into it, but just not my my kind of thing. But the Pokemon Go, they never understood. Like even the nostalgia thing, didn't it? It to me doesn't. It doesn't pull me. Like I would have felt. You'd think I would feel nostalgia for Transformers. I loved Transformers when I was a kid. And Michael Bay Transformers came comes out. And it's dog crap. And I don't even have really any desire to see it either. I'm I not mean, saying that nostalgia doesn't work on me. I'm just saying that nostalgia doesn't work on me if it's just. If it's things that aren't, that don't pull on things. I mean, they... it pulled on me just because. I mean, I was it. I was a kid at the heart of yeah. that era, and I just knew I had everything by it. And 
it it played on me because I was just, oh, this is fun and it's cool. I mean, you get to walk around and you see it in the real world, like mm-hmm. all through your phone. That's the like cool that. part. That's the part that that's, I find was like the the interesting thing, and that's really what I can't wait to see. Like what the first game I remember you guys were playing Ingress. Yeah, back and that's when I started, what started that. Yeah, where back when I started D and D, you guys were playing that, and that was that was only an Android game, so I couldn't play it. But I was yeah. like, it, it seems kind of cool where there are zones you have to defend. And, and that, that game yeah. was so much more enjoyable than Pokemon Go because it was like we had team talk and everything. We were all talking about trying to who can get to this place yeah. so you can tie this, and like that was more enjoyable for me. Like this game, they offered so much because, like I said, I knew about it about a year ago. And they were offering, like, oh, you're going to be able to battle your friends. And I think it would have been so much more fun if I could actually say, hey, Greg, let's battle, like, right next to each other. That's not the case. You have to go to those gyms. And those gyms are so blocked by either people who pay pay to win or they have nothing else to do. And they literally run around for 12 hours a day. Uh, I have a friend who does nothing besides that. And they have, like, the most powerful Pokemon. They're, like, level 30, and they own the gym. So it's, like, even if I wanted to, like, keep playing the game and wanted to actually get into the battle aspect, which is what the point of the game is to battle other people, I wouldn't be able to do it because... It's almost as if there's an income inequality in the game. Well, (laughs) Well, what they need to do is is. they need to have leveled gyms, right? So different floors in the gym, right? You're on the first floor. You... You know, where you can actually have a chance of being competitive. Yeah, then they don't have that. It's literally you go there, and once you get to a point, uh, you can't really gain much experience unless you battle. But you have to like win those battles, and it's or like, you start, I, or you spend money, or you spend money, and that was it. So I was like, that was another discouraging thing. I mean, I, I guess that's the reason to <laughs> the app's free. You got to make your cash. Yeah, well, that, I mean, they, they the way that that pay for play apps make their money is by that one percent of the one percent who. Is willing to just spend their income on on something. Yeah, I'm not. it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it was wearing off for me anyways. Yeah. But that was like another discouraging thing. It's like, well, I can't even play this game anymore because there's too many people who already like level capped, and I have no chance of even leveling. As an example of something where I like, we've talked about Skyrim. Jeff is just basically playing Morrowind. No, I'm playing Skyrim. You're playing Skyrim now. I mean, I what you can do with just fifty bucks, and you can you can play that for hundreds of hours, lose yourself in it, and it's great. And yeah, at a certain point, you sort of you see the treadmilly aspect of the game, but it's still fun enough to keep going and keep playing. I have a uh, I have a person who follows me around, which I can use as a, a pack mule. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and she's amazing. She's uh-huh. like she. I gave her a, the staff of. Ice bolts and the staff of fire, right? Whenever she gets hair, she flips over to the staff and so annihilates everyone. Yeah. It's fun, right? Skyrim's great. I love Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim's a good game. Just, it's like I almost like want her to be like, don't 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 pull out the big gun so soon. I'm tired of charging your staffs for you. <laughs> <laughs> but she's so good with those staffs, I gotta let her have them. Yeah. You get experience when they kill things, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Do you? Really? Yes, yes. you get oh. experience when... Because when... they're considered a part of you. Oh, well, sweet. Anka, go for it. Yeah, you just let them Anka Crag Jumper, you run into her? Probably. No. <laughs> I mean, I've been everywhere in Skyrim. I have. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> I have been everywhere like four or five times at least. White Run, Maiden Hall, then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do the Johnny Cash song for Skyrim. <laughs> I've, uh, you know, I, I, I was... In every city, I was staying, and I had a decked out, you know. And I, I even made, I bought the, the Hearthstone 
uh, not Hearthstone, Hearthfire uh, add-on. Mm-hmm. I made all three houses fully decked out, like filled with treasure and shit like that. <laughs> spent at, like I spent 50, 60 hours just doing that. <laughs> Let's see, what am I? I am a level, I think I just hit level 30. Khajiit. And Khajiit. I've and I've been working. On, the kids pick the Khajiit. They pick the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Khajiit. So you can stealth yourself pretty easily. And, yeah, uh, myself's yeah. good. And my I've been working archery. Like so, when I played Oblivion, yeah. which was the game I was playing previously, and um, I was a red guard kind of a thief. But I my archery was never any good. So from day one, I started focusing on archery with the Khajiit, and I'm uh, getting pretty good. And I got a couple pieces of magic thing to make my archery even better. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, so oh, and, and, um, <laughs> one handed blunt weapons is yeah. what I'm best at. Oh. So, so I went right to the maces and I have a, you know, an elven exquisite elven mace that I'm just like, I can take people's heads off with it. And <laughs> if you really want to, become over, super powerful in, in that game then concentrate on getting your enchanting up super high and your ability mm-hmm. to uh to blacksmith up yeah super i've been working on smithing yeah, yeah. And, what, and you get like daedric art uh, yeah well I mean, you can get dragon once you're able to make the dragon bone or, or, or yeah. yeah the dragon bone armor um then if you get the enchanting skill to be able to double enchant then you can get you can also make uh Stuff so that you can uh, cast magic spells without using any magic, because if you, you can have every, every you have twenty five percent on four things mm-hmm. for whatever that whatever that magic school is, and then you can just cast spells freely. And then, then what you do is you use one of your spells, which is like detect people, and just keep casting it, casting it, casting it over and over again, mm-hmm. and your skill and your oh, yeah. <laughs> your level just goes up and up and up. Yeah. You start in Bolivian. That's what I did. I yeah. did like. Conjure some, you know, like conjure dagger, sheath dagger, conjure dagger, sheath dagger, conjure dagger, sheath dagger. You know, I did that and to get my conjuration yeah. skills up. And, yeah, and once, so once you get it, so you're not spending any magic to do that, then all of a sudden your level just boop, and suddenly you're just you, you become ultra powerful. <laughs> it was uh, with Oblivion. I was doing a lot of the side story, and I didn't, I didn't know if I finished the main storyline if the game would end or mm-hmm. not. Right, so I kind of held off with that, and I was. I was a god among men, like I could just, and then I finished the storyline and everything leveled up, right? And now it's like hard to, like I was trying to finish yeah. um, some of the guilds, and like it's really hard now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, if, if you get if you do what I did, then it will eventually become the point where people are are touching you with feathers, and you're just going around, you flick, 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 <laughs> dance, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I love that game. Uh, I guess we should get on to the to the show. Yeah. The main show. Yeah, that was that was a long pre show. I didn't even talk about Cedar Point. I went to Cedar Point on Wednesday. Yeah, I saw your uh, I saw your tweets. Great. It was really fun. Yeah, I know uh good friends with the drummer in one of the like main bands that's at night. Okay. He's like a giant neon kit, ginger kid. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. You know that dude? I know that dude. <laughs> yeah, the only band I saw, there was a marching band there walking down Main Street and they were playing, um, uh, what were they playing? The smells like, it smells like Team Spirit. Oh. Uh, oh. The funky dance is your chance to do. I was thinking, <laughs> I will walk. <laughs> All right, on to the main show. Uh, let me, um, well, on to the main show. <laughs> 